And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. Very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to the Haunted AF Podcast. It's the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people, and we are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. Coming up, we have a story about those voices that you hear that might be in your head or not. Ooh. And yeah, and we're going to talk to Casey St. Ange from the Busy Phillips is doing her best podcast. And don't forget, you guys got to follow us on all of our social medias. We're everywhere, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, you name it, we're on it. And then check out the <laughs> website, Haunted AF. What is our website? Hauntedaf.com? Last time I checked, it's hauntedaf.com. Okay, God, hello. <laughs> and we have to say thanks to all of our patrons. If you didn't know this, Haunted AF is posting exclusive content on our Patreon page. And we have a new patron this week, Chris Bud. So if you've already binged everything and you're like, ah, I wish I had more stuff to listen to, boom, it's five bucks a month. Just go to patreon.com and search Haunted AF and that's where you're going to find us. So let's go ahead and jump in with the stories. This one comes from Jeff. Well, when I was five years old, my family had moved into a brand new home that my parents had just had built. About a day or so after we were moving in and getting settled, my mom was busy in the master bedroom putting away things in the closet. I was sitting on the floor of the master bedroom, kind of facing the doorway of the hallway, and uh, we heard the front door open, and then we heard someone walking around on the tile floor down on the main level. So naturally, my mom thought it was my father. She said, go get your dad, tell him I'm upstairs in the master bedroom. And I said, sure. When I stood up and I was about to walk down the hallway, I could see a shadow walking up the hallway, kind of going up the stairwell. So I sat back down and said, he's coming up the stairs. A few seconds later, my mom said, I thought you said your dad was coming up the stairs. And I said, he is. And when I stood up, I was standing face to face with a lady who was standing in the hallway looking at me. And I always called it a lady because I was five years old at the time, but she was really probably a uh, young teenager, 15, 16 year old girl with long brown hair and really piercing blue eyes. And I freaked out because I knew she was not supposed to be there and I could just tell she was not normal. There was something going on here. So I started freaking out. And when I did, she kind of reached her hand out like she was trying to comfort me as to say, I'm sorry, I'm scaring you. But it was too late. By that point, I had grabbed a hold of my mom and I was like just clawing at her. I was like screaming, there's a person in the house. She grabbed me and we started walking around looking for this person. She searched every bedroom, every closet, every nook and cranny of the house. And of course, there was nobody there. So we went outside and waited for my father to get home. And he was probably home in a few minutes after that. By that point, my mom really started getting scared herself because she started thinking about it. The fact that she heard something open the front door and close the door and then walk around the main level of the house and walk up the stairs toward us. So anyway, don't know what that meant, what that was, never saw anything like that since. But the next day, I developed meningitis and I had to go to the hospital. And I don't know if that was a vision of something or not. But some people say, well, you're seeing visions because you were sick. Well, whatever it was, it also cast shadows, made noises and came in the front door and closed the door behind it and walked around. So my mom heard it as well. So anyway, I really enjoy your podcast and uh, hope the best for you. Take care. 
you know, Rebecca and I, we talked about fever dreams before. Yeah. And Jeff and I kind of talked about that because he's like, well, mm-hmm. maybe, but I wasn't asleep. And again, it was something that his mom saw as well, or at least she heard right. it. And- yeah. And the fact that dad was not even home at all when all this was going down. This is funny. Jeff sent that email. I think he found us through the Talk is Jericho podcast. And he's, you know, telling his ghost story. And he's like, by the way, I think we went to high school together. And I'm like, holy crap, I know you. <laughs> what a small world. I know. It was weird. Oh, and speaking of emails, I've gotten two messages this week from people who have found ghost stories on Nextdoor. They will see these messages from people who are like, hey, what am I supposed to do if my house is haunted? Do you guys have any advice? So I've gotten two different messages and I just want to tell everyone, if you're on Nextdoor and you see one of those messages, please, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Dang right. <laughs> yes, tell them to give us a call or send us a message because we need to hear those stories. Okay, so you've got one? Yes, so this comes from Beth and she says, I love listening to Dark Histories and found your podcast oh. when Ben came on to chat with you guys. She says, I live in a 200-year-old cottage in British countryside oh. not far from Cambridge. That's Amazing. heavenly. No kidding. Uh, she says, my dad is constantly picking up old bottles and toys in the garden which date back to the Victorian era. So cool. The other night I was dreaming quite heavily in terms that I had been picked up by this clawed goat. I managed to wake myself up as I was super scared, but I still felt this clawed hand on my leg. I really thought there might be something under the sheets with me, but of course I was alone. She goes on to tell about a night when she was moving a stack of towels off of her bed. Beth says, I was standing about a foot away from my beanbag chair, which is where I chucked the towel, but it felt like something chucked them right back at me. Ah! I switched on the light. I know, right? (laughs) I switched on the light. And nothing was there. So she told her sister, and they redid what just happened, but the towels landed right on the beanbag and did not move. Friends of mine have seen orbs on Zoom chats, and TVs have been known to turn on in the middle of the night. We've been there for about 30 years, though, so I'm guessing whatever it is is pretty used to us by now. (laughs) Can you imagine having towels chucked back at you? That's very Scooby-Doo-ish. Do you visualize that? So keep up the spooky tales, and thanks for broadcasting, Beth. So we finally have on the phone with us Casey St. Ange, and can I just say this interview has been over a year in the works and we are so excited <laughs> yes. to finally talk to you. Thank you for your patience. Well, you've been, you've been so busy, busy in several forms because when we first started talking, you were like, yes, I'd love to come tell you a ghost story. And then boom, you started doing the Busy Phillips TV show. Then boom, you got busy again. Now you're doing the Busy Phillips is doing her best podcast. Congratulations yes. for that. Thank you. So exciting. And I've been listening to it. It's really good. So congratulations for that. First, we have to get a little background for anybody who might not be familiar with Casey. You were David Letterman's assistant for a million years. You walked on every season of the Rosie O'Donnell show. You're a great writer. Just wrote a really excellent piece for Entertainment Weekly. We will share that so everybody can check it out. But you apparently have a ghost story? Yeah, I do. It's kind of sad. But one evening, several years ago, my mom was in town. So she was staying at our house. Our kids were younger, so they were, it was well past their bedtime. My husband and I were in bed and we were sleeping and it was the wee hours. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> there was a long dramatic pause there. Were you really sleeping? Yeah. I'm not we believing were, this. We were, no, we were out cold. Okay. Um, okay. This is how we the hours were when this happened. But we were woken up because our doorbell rang three times. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. And yeah. And so, you know, of course I was like, what was that? And it was one of those things where it happened and woke me up and I was not being able to 
figure out whether it was a dream or whether it was real, but it also woke my husband up and it woke our dogs up. So they were barking like someone's at the door. So this Mm -hmm. was like three something in the morning. And so my husband was like, let me go down and see what that is. So he went downstairs and opened the door bravely. Wow. And there was no one there. (laughs) Yeah, that is straight up ballsy. Like he didn't get a bat or anything. Yeah, (laughs) in my neighborhood, they would ring the doorbell a bunch in the middle of the night like that and then wait for you to turn on a light or something. And if a light didn't come on, then they would just kick the door in and then rob your house assuming you were gone. (laughs) There you go. There you go. So (laughs) we would just go in and turn every light on in the house if that happened to us. This was in Westport, Connecticut. So I don't know how many like ding-dongs burglaries there were. So maybe that explains the bravery of my husband. So yeah, so he opened the door and looked around and then came back upstairs and he was like, the wind is whipped up out there, but there's nobody there. And I was like, the wind didn't ring our doorbell. (laughs) So, you know, we went back to sleep, that fitful sleep when you're like, oh, something really weird happened. And it took a while for the dogs to settle down, but then we Mm -hmm. finally fell asleep. But then first thing in the morning, our house phone rang and it was my uncle and he was crying and crying calling to tell me that my dad had died in the <gasps> night oh, oh no I know and so I was like oh that makes sense that makes sense oh he was telling you oh yeah you know and it was kind of like my dad and I had you know not the closest relationship in the world right. and he would always not be there when he was supposed to be there right. so and it was interesting because he had sent me like a Facebook message so I remember being like well I'm not going to answer this right away because he always makes me wait so he can wait this one time <laughs> oh, oh I've, done so I know. <laughs> I've done that so I had not yet responded so this one time he was like I want you to be the first to know that this is me and I'm, I'm out of here oh. so yeah was, and I considered it an even bigger gift that I wasn't the only person that saw or heard it. Right, so I guess, you know, so I don't have to wonder if my mind is turning to spaghetti or whatever. Right. Like, oh, no. Well, I was like, does your husband think the same way that you do? Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that really makes sense. You know, when my mom was dying, we were in the hospital and we were just talking about everything. And we were talking about hummingbirds. And I admitted that I had never seen a hummingbird in person before. And when she was like, that's so weird. You're a grown woman. I'm like, I don't know. I, I've just <laughs> never seen one. So about a month after she passed away, I was at my mother-in-law's house and she has all these giant windows. It's this lake house. And I was sitting next to the window and I heard this little like knock, knock, knock. And and there was a hummingbird actually poking the window with its little beak. And when I saw it, and thank God my mother-in-law was sitting right there because she saw it and she said, it's Trisha. Like she just immediately thought that. So I'm a big believer in those little, I think people call them God winks sometimes or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely better to have someone there with you who can say, yes, you're not crazy. I saw that too. Well, thank you so much, Casey Sanange, for taking the time to like tell us your ghost story and to talk to us. And I'm going to start hammering you for a date for Haunted AF to come on uh, the Busy Phillips <laughs> podcast. I'm just kidding. All right. Like, yeah, we, have, we, laugh we, haven't, we might really do that. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't planned a Halloween show yet. If I know us, we'll be doing it about October, whatever the closest is to Halloween as possible. But let's stay in touch. Oh God, you know I will. Casey, thank you so much. Take care of yes. yourself and good luck with the you podcast. Too. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We ended up talking to Casey a lot about 
about the Busy Phillips show from E and also about the new mm-hmm. podcast. So you can go and listen to all of that at patreon.com. So this next story comes from Jenny. Hey there, this is Jenny. I've got a couple stories. They all take place on Mackinac Island up in Michigan. I've been going up there for about the last 10 years. It's just a beautiful place. There's no cars on the island. Travel is horse and buggy or by foot or on a bike. So it's just really cute little quaint town. If you've never been there, I highly recommend it. But since my very first trip, some farakey <laughs> things that have happened to me while I'm there. A couple years ago, I was heading back to my hotel and it was around dusk so you could still see. I decided to take the scenic view and I was going up this very long set of stairs that takes you up into the center of the island which is right next to Fort Mackinac and this fort has a lot of history. They do reenactments there so it's really not uncommon to see people dressed as soldiers. So I was walking up the stairs and I noticed that there was a man walking up kind of slow and it looks like one of the um, the actors but But as I pass him, he kind of steps over to the side and I said, excuse me. And I heard him say, ma'am. And I turn around because in that instant, I'm remembering the actors have gone home by now. And this character just kind of seemed out of place. So I turned around and he's gone, completely gone. He was dressed in full soldier attire. I remember he had a beard and he just didn't look right. So I instantly turned around and realized, OMG, that was a ghost. That was an effing ghost. Holy crap. The other story, and this is the one that I know I'm not crazy because I wasn't alone. A friend of mine met me up there in October, and this was a couple years ago. I didn't tell her anything about the freaky stuff. I just wanted her experience and have a good time because she's one of those people that doesn't really believe in ghosts or anything like that. She's just a real cynic. (laughs) So... We stay in this hotel, and this place is called Harbor View Inn. We both love the room, but there was something about the bathroom that gave us the heebie-jeebies that whole weekend. I mean, I think we took one shower because we were so freaked out by the bathroom. It was some shining shit or something. So she woke me up screaming my name and grabbed my arm. And I was like, what is wrong? I turned on the light and I could hear it in her voice. She was terrified. And she kept saying, did you not feel the bed? Did you not hear that? Did you not feel that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she looked over and pointed the bathroom door which was closed because it freaked us out was open again but she kept saying the bed was jumping and I said Suzanne you're drunk go back to sleep and she's like I'm not drunk I'm not drunk and we had a race the next day so she wasn't drunk but she was insistent that the bed was shaking up and down I felt nothing so the very next night and our last night there we we went to bed and As soon as my eyes closed and I started to fall asleep, my side of the bed started jumping violently. And of course, as soon as I felt that, I said her name and she, she was like, I know it. Did you feel it? Did you feel it? She felt nothing on her side. And I felt the most violent shake on my end of the bed or my side of the bed. And we're in a king size bed. So she's all the way on her side. I'm all the way on my side. 
but the bed, I'm telling you, was shaking and jumping so hard. That was probably the scariest thing I've ever physically experienced. So thanks so much. I love your all's podcast and uh, maybe I'll call back with more stories. Okay, so Jenny sent pictures of her trips to Mackinac Island. She goes every single year. Mm -hmm. But if you're not familiar with it, that's where they filmed Somewhere in Time. So that old old Christopher Reeve movie, which is like one of my favorites. It's so, it's beautiful. So that's another one that we need to add on the Haunted AF travel guide the next time we're ever able to actually travel together. Absolutely. I'm also fascinated with how is it that they're able to just do like one spot like on the bed or whatever. So like only (laughs) one person feels it. How does that happen? I don't know. But Rebecca, you better got to brace yourself for this one. Okay, you ready? Okay, yeah. (laughs) You like the little meow at the end? That's from Jojo. And by the way, Jojo has a great story that's on our Patreon page that we haven't shared on the podcast yet. I'm just waiting for the right day because it's a fantastic story. So that's coming up. (laughs) But uh, this one comes from Wayne. Hi, guys. My name is Wayne from Pennsylvania. And I have a maybe a ghost story. Me and my wife bought our first house. And uh, the house is built in the 60s. And uh, right around the time that we moved in, this uh, black cat kept coming to the back door, uh, wanted to be fed, would meow, very vocal cat, just wanted to be loved. We sat there, played with her for uh, months, and my wife decided, I think we're going to name it Bean. I don't know why, but okay, that's fine. So a couple months go by that you know we were caring for Bean and would see her, but she was always very afraid whenever it got to uh, nighttime. As soon as the sun started going down, she she wanted out of there so eventually we were cleaning around our property and found a stone and it said in memory of a beloved friend and i thought wow you know that's not uncommon for uh, a family to have a family pet they bury it on the property that's fine so after we found the stone we thought well we'll clean it up and put a couple flowers there there was no name on the stone so that's fine then uh we noticed we stopped seeing bean and At the time, I didn't really correlate together that maybe this had something to do with the cat. So a couple months later, I was talking to our neighbor who had lived here uh, since the house was built. I was talking to her. I said, yeah, my wife's kind of sad. You know, the stray cat stopped showing up. And she goes, oh, wow. What kind of cat was it? I, I never saw it around. And I said, well, it was a black cat. And the neighbor's pretty close. So... You would think if there was a stray cat in the neighborhood, she would have seen it. Uh, And she's home all day and feeds stray cats anyway. You know, I told her, explained the situation and everything. And she goes, you know, the the former neighbors, they had a cat that was a stray cat out here for years, like 10 years. And I said, oh, wow, really? She said, oh, yeah, it was a very nice black cat. And I said, wow. And she goes, yeah, they named it Bear. I thought, I'm like, well... My wife thought, well, we should name it Bean, and Bean's only one letter away from Bear. And she said, yeah, I remember whenever they found the cat, it had ended up dying and buried her over on the corner of the property and put a headstone there. You know, at this point, I'm kind of scared, and it's like, wow, that's a very big coincidence. You know, it it happens. And she goes, yeah, the one thing I do remember about the cat, though, was... It would sit outside all the time if you didn't give it food, and uh, it would just meow and meow and meow, and it had a very loud meow, which being the, the cat that we were feeding also did too. 
we haven't seen Bean since. We still go out to the uh, the headstone that's on the corner of the property and put flowers there every once in a while. But uh, it might just be a coincidence or Bean wanted a, a little bit more loving from the new homeowners and for us to find her headstone. I'll let you decide. So Wayne said that he has not told his wife about this, that he's like, I'm pretty really? sure she's going to freak out. So he hasn't told his wife. And I wrote him back. I'm like, dude, you have to tell her. And in fact, yeah. don't don't tell her, just play the podcast for her so she can hear the go. story herself. Okay, so this next story comes from Mike. We moved into our house back in 2014 in North Dallas area. One night, my wife and I are getting ready to go somewhere. We're standing in our bathroom. We have a his and her sink, and it's got a wall-to-wall mirror. And um, our dog walks in our room hops up on the bed and sits on the corner of our bed staring at us so as i'm brushing my hair or like combing my hair or something in the mirror i look back at the dog and i notice that her ears are perked all the way up and she's kind of staring above us and she's panning left to right um at the ceiling above us so i kind of think oh you know that's weird and i look back and see what she's looking at or whatever and there's nothing there so um, I walk out of the room and I go across the house into the kitchen to grab something to drink. So as I'm getting a drink, I hear clearly my dog growl and then bark. And then my wife comes screaming out of the bedroom across the, the house uh, to get me. And, you know, as she gets to me, I notice like her face is just flush like she's getting ready to pass out or something her eyes are wide open and she just like says there's something in the room so i run into the room and i notice my dog is still there and uh the dog barks and the bathroom light turns on you know i kind of look around in the room and don't see anybody there don't see anybody in the bathroom and uh, you know i was thinking what the heck so i go back and i ask my wife you know what happened and she tells me that as she's getting ready the dog growled at something and barked and then the bathroom light shut off so she freaked out and comes bolting out of the room to get me another month or so goes by and similar scenario my wife and i are getting ready to go somewhere so we stopped in our sink area and gave each other a hug so we embraced briefly and as we're hugging our sink turns all the way on and we're standing in front of the sink but none of us are anywhere near the sink handles or anything to bump them or anything and so we both kind of stare at each other and we're like oh, did you do that and so again she freaks out walks out of the room so my son comes in walking after you know he kind of shivers and he's like oh something doesn't feel right i kind of look at him i was like what do you mean he's like i don't know it just doesn't feel right and uh, i think we said a quick prayer or something and i just kind of started talking and i just said hey look i don't know what you are what's going on what happened but i live here now and I'm not going to let you keep scaring us. I said, so whatever you got to do to move on. I was like, move on and get out of here. I said, but leave us alone, you know. And so I had kind of that little talk with it. And uh, ever since then, you know, nothing's happened. But I uh, love the podcast. Love hearing all the stories. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. And that's great advice because anytime we get those, you know, emails yeah. from people that are like, I don't know what to do. It's like, mm -hmm. tell it to leave. In fact, <laughs> don't ever say it's okay for you to stay. No, that's always a bad idea. And how about that for relationship goals? Like they're passing each other in the house and they stop to hug. How yeah, sweet is how that? Sweet. I also think the ghost was not a fan of the PDA. <laughs> Maybe. Ah!
Okay, so you've got one? Uh, Yeah, so this story, I I don't know who it's from, but... This person sent the email, and I can't find their name. So whoever sent us the story, please write us back, because I can't find your name. (laughs) Tell us it was you, claim it, please. I hope that you Uh, wanted to be anonymous, because you are. Source uh, anonymous, I don't know the word. And then... Anonymous? We should just stop talking. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Read the email. Okay. So this story happened to me on an early evening in the spring of 1996. One of my friends was over and we were hanging out in my bedroom. As with many teenage boys, I was interested in counterculture things. I had started reading books on Aleister Crowley, H.P. Lovecraft, and other magic and horror topics. Among the books that I had purchased was the Necronomicon. Uh Am I saying that right? Yes. And I wasn't familiar with this, but I guess it's a fictional book of spells by H.P. Lovecraft or from that series. So he goes on to say, while I was in my room listening to Black Sabbath, naturally, uh, my friend spotted the book on my desk. He asked what it was, and I gave him a quick overview. Being a skeptic, my friend kind of chuckled at the prospects of a book of magic spells being available at our local bookstore. (laughs) He randomly opened it up to a page and started reading one of the spells out loud. You could tell, of course, that he was mocking the whole notion of the book, but it was very much into finishing the spell. His voice kept getting louder and louder as he was shouting out the last few words. In a synchronicity that I could not have planned, as he said the final line, the sound of Ozzy's laughter rang out of my speaker. <laughs> Hilarious and creepy at the same time. But he uh, said, this was the scary part. At the exact same time, the lights in his room flickered, and my bedroom door swung violently open, slamming against the wall. Oh, man. Dear Lord. <laughs> in a scene reminiscent of Scooby-Doo, my friend and I looked at each other, eyes wide in pure terror, screamed, and bolted out of the room. Once we calmed down, we started laughing off the event, or at least outwardly anyway. Uh, Maybe, (laughs) he said, maybe a draft blew my door open, and maybe there was a minor power surge that caused the lights to flicker. Maybe it was a huge coincidence that it all happened at the same time, Ozzy laughing and my friend reciting the words from the Necronomicon. Maybe, deep down, I felt that it was more likely that the spirit world was irritated by my friend's mocking tone and wanted to prove a point. Mm -hmm. In all honesty, I did not fool around with any of the incantations in that book following this event. <laughs> Can't you just see somebody's grandpa goes like, I'm going to mess with this little <laughs> shit. I'm going to show you effort right here, right now. But here's the thing. Is it weird? I want to play with this book. Rebecca, when I wrote him back, I said, it's going to take everything in me to keep Rebecca from buying this book now. I swear. No I yes, swear. I want to get on Amazon and buy it. I just want to play with it to see what happens. See, that just sounds like a really awful idea, but I'll let you do that in your own house. How about that? No, you're not fine. you got to do it with me. That's kind of Rules. I'll do it on the phone. <laughs> it's a pandemic. We're far on. away. I see how it is. Yeah. Okay. So this last story comes from Sarah. Hi, this is uh, Sarah. I love your podcast. And I'm not sure if this is a ghost story or not, but here we go. My mom is at that age where she's got no filter at all. She just says stuff. And I was down visiting her fairly recently. And I was cooking some dinner and I had headphones on, which I always do. I cannot stand silence. I always have a podcast or music or the television or something. There's something about dead silence. I've never been able to stand it. But so anyway, my mom comes in the kitchen and she's like, oh, you still doing that? And I was like, what what were you talking about? She's like, well, you know, when you were little, you used to hear voices and we thought you were either haunted or crazy because you would just be having conversations with thin air and tell us about all this stuff you heard. So your dad bought you a Walkman and you started wearing it all the time and you stopped hearing the voices and we were like, "Eh, problem solved, which 
medium parenting there, um, but <laughs> that's okay. But I guess just to prove a point, I took my headphones off for the rest of the night. And it was weird, but yeah. And so I was trying to sleep later that night in silence in my childhood room. And I heard a voice clear as day say, I miss you. And I was like, oh, no, f- that. Um, and I put the podcast on. And I was like, no, no, and turn it off. Because if I've been hearing voices all this time and I've been aware of it, I, I should know. Creeping up on 40, like, that's the thing you should know about yourself. And then about, I don't know, half an hour later, uh, very clear, stay away from Ford. Then I put the podcast on because holy shit, um, for two reasons. There are two ways into town from where my mom lives, and one of them is Ford Road. And also, I was borrowing my mom's old Ford pickup truck while I was staying there. So the next day when I went into town to get groceries, I uh, borrowed my brother's car, which is not a Ford, and I took the long way around. I shit you not, on my way home, all of Ford Road was blocked off coming up to the house. There had been a massive accident that maybe happened about the time I was leaving for town. I don't know. That was scary. And now I do try to spend 10 to 15 minutes a day without any background noise. And sometimes I hear voices. Sometimes I don't. But the voices are always nice and even sometimes helpful. So I, maybe I am haunted or crazy. But I love that it was a... Uh, 30 years plus into my life before my mom's like, oh, yeah, you were crazy when you were a kid. So uh, that's my ghost story. Uh, please edit it. I'm awful. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, sorry. you're fantastic. <laughs> I, I know. It's like voices or not, I want to have drinks with this woman. No kidding. So I wrote Sarah back and just asked, do the voices sound different? Can you distinguish them? And she says there's one very clear female one that she's decided is like a great grandmother or someone. But there are also male voices. She was like, maybe I'm crazy. Nothing about what she's saying seems crazy. It seems as though like she's got this little guardian angel trying to protect her and keep her safe. And honestly, if you're ever worried about that, you're hearing voices and you're not sure, just go to the doctor. Like the main thing is taking care of yourself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So go to the doctor and rule some things out, figure it out. I and mean, it's not telling you to do anything bad. So that's a good thing. If you're hearing voices or seeing some crazy shit, you need to tell us about it at hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And right after that, you need to hit up the hauntedaf.com website because we've got extra stories. We've also got some really nice cool weather merch because yes. it's about to start getting cold up in here. Hopefully one of these days. Yeah, get a little oversized yeah. hoodie. Those are so cute. Yeah, and then like Julie said, please send your stories to hauntedafpodcast.gmail.com. We're also taking audio, video, along with your written stories. Whatever you got, we will use it. Seriously. Yeah. We love hearing your voices and seeing your faces. And coming up next mm-hmm. week, we've gotten lots of doppelganger stories lately, like multiple. Ooh. So we need to discuss that. And you remember BJ Cleveland's story from the Kalita Humphreys Theater? Uh, yes! Well, it looks like Frank Lloyd Wright has struck again. We'll tell you all about it on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you. You too, Rebecca.